Welcome to the podcast of Selmore Baptist Church in Ozark, Missouri. To learn more about our church, please visit selmorebaptist.com. And now, here's the sermon. Give me an answer, and I would fail to put my response in the form of a question. You say, well, this has been interesting already, Pastor. Thank you for that. Um, So, I've got an answer for you today. And I want you to listen carefully. The answer is Christmas. And by now you should be asking yourself, well, what's the question? That's what we're going to look at. You see, here's what I believe, and I do believe this fervently. Christmas is God's answer. And if you're a note taker on your bulletin on the back of that sheet, you can write that in because that, quite honestly, is the sermon in a sentence for me today. Christmas is God's answer. If that's true, and I think it is, then we simply ask, what's the question? You have a copy of Scripture with you? Let's turn and find Matthew's Gospel. And we're going to read a portion of what we might call the Christmas story before the Christmas story. And so in Matthew chapter 1... We're going to be talking about, uh, we're going to be reading starting verse 18. If you've got it, say, I've got it. Okay, that's not enough. I'll wait. Okay, if you've got it, say, I've got it. All right, here we go. Now, the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. After his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not wanting to make her a public example, was minded to put her away secretly. But while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. And she will bring forth a son... And you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. So all this was done, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. Then Joseph being aroused from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord commanded him and took to him his wife and did not know her till she had brought forth her firstborn son and he called his name Jesus. Pray with me. Oh, Father, we stand in awe. When we hear this story, we stand in awe of you. And of your great plan to save the world. Father, I am so very thankful for Jesus. I'm so very thankful for Christmas. And I do believe that that is your answer to some of the most important questions we will ever pose. Help this day, Lord. Help that I might speak as I ought Holy Spirit, work between my mouth and the ears of the people. And may the people of God have ears to hear what the Spirit is saying. In Jesus' name and all God's people said, Amen. Christmas is God's answer 
That, of course, poses the question, what is the question? Now, before I give you the first of those questions, or what is the, uh, what is the question? Yeah, before I give you that, I want you to go back to the text with me. I want you to look at verse number 18 again, and I want you to hear it fresh. You know, there's a danger with the Christmas story. That is, we've heard it many, many times. So watch carefully. It says, she, that's Mary. I'm in the middle of the verse. She was found with child of the Holy Spirit. Now that ought to rock you in your place. That is, that ought to challenge you. That ought to surprise you. Listen, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. Look on down, if you will, in verse number uh, 20, middle of the verse. Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit, and she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. But folks, I want you to grasp something here. I want you to grasp how far down God came. I want you to hold that in your mind. We sing about it down from His glory. We say, heaven came down. And really, that's exactly what happened. But this is monumental. It's never happened before. It'll never happen again. It's one time. It's unique that God, God the Holy Spirit, overshadowed this peasant girl, and she became pregnant with the Son of God. Why? Why did that happen? Why did God do that? Well, we know He did that to save you and me and the world. That's why He did that. You say, well, why did He do that? Well, Christmas is God's answer. Christmas is God's answer. Why did this happen? Why did this happen? And the answer is found in one word, love. You see, here's the question. Does God really love me? Does God really love you? And I will tell you, you know you better than I know you. I know me better than you know me. And I'm surprised that God loves me. I'm surprised, Clay, that God loves me. He sees on the inside where you only see on the outside. He knows the thoughts that I think. He knows the words that I speak. And I stand before you today to say Christmas is God's yes to this question. Does God really love me? And the answer is, I thought you'd be ready for that. Now that is monumentally important. Can I tell you something? What the world needs now is love. Sweet love. The problem is the world looks for it in all the wrong places. There'll never be a love like the love of God. Greater far than tongue or pen can ever tell. Goes beyond the highest star. Reaches to the lowest hell. Oh, love of God, how rich and pure. How measureless and strong. It shall forevermore endure through saints and angels' songs. Hey, the best news this church has to tell the world is this. God really loves you. God really loves loves you so much that he emptied himself. That's Jesus. 
like Paul said in Philippians chapter 2, came to this sin-cursed earth, took upon himself the form of man, truly and fully man, truly and fully God. R.W. Stott says only man should die for sin. Can you say amen? But only God could die for sin. And John R.W. Stott said in Jesus Christ, the could and the should became one. The could and the should became one. That's how much God loves you. By the way, that baby that was born in Bethlehem came for one reason. To die. It's the only person ever born to die. They say everybody dies. Yes. But he was born to die. The hour, start again I think, the hour for which he came into the world was the hour in which he left the world. You say, how much does God love me? And Jesus said, the Father loves you this much. This much. And he stretched forth his hands and died on the cross for my sins and yours. Does God really love me? The answer is yes. That's, that's God's Christmas present to us. Christmas is God's answer and the answer is is yes William Barclay and I disagree with almost everything he wrote but William Barclay said this Jesus's coming is the final and unanswerable proof that God cares even a blind hog finds an acorn once in a while Bill and he found one there final proof incontrovertible truth unanswerable proof God really loves you and by the way, I think that's the message that draws a sinner to God. It's the goodness of God that leads us to repentance. I mean, it's true that there is a hell to shun and a heaven to gain. But I don't think the best way to reach this world is to say, turn or burn. I think the best way to reach this world is to say there is a God who really loves you so much. He sent his only son to die for you. And you can be forever with him in glory. So, does God really love me? That's the question. That is Christmas question, or the, the, the answer uh, to the question, does God really love me? All right, so Christmas is God, yes. So what's the question? Question number one, does God love me? Now, question number two, and this is huge. I've been thinking about it a lot this week. But let's go back to the text. I want to show it to you. She will bring forth a son. Verse 21. You shall call his name Jesus. What does that mean? It means Yahweh saves. Jehovah saves. For he shall save or will save his people from their sins. I'm now your pastor. And I'm a flawed pastor. By the way, that's the only kind of pastors there are. I am. I'm flawed. I know that I'm flawed. I know that I stand in need of forgiveness. You say, well, Brother Jose, I don't think I do. If you say that you have no sin, you're a liar. And the truth is not in you. That's what the Bible says. All I have to do is to say, did I think improperly? 
toward anyone else this week? I need something. I'm a sinner. Did I say anything about anyone else, including a brother and sister in Christ this week? Then I need something because I'm a sinner. Have I acted improperly toward any person, anybody, and especially the family of God this week? Then I need something. I need forgiveness. Christmas is God's answer. So what's the question? Question number one, does God really love me? Question number two, are you ready? Can I be forgiven? Now this is so big. Do you know I think so many Christians have lost their joy because they forget the forgiveness of God. Oh, King David was flawed. You know that story. But he cried out to God, Against you and you only have I sinned and done that which was evil in your sight. And he said, Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation. The joy of our salvation is directly connected to the forgiveness that is ours every day. Some of you are not happy enough about that. I'm just looking at you. I'm telling you. You're just not happy enough to know that. That husband of yours that gets on your nerves, he's forgiven too. And that wife of yours that uh, sometimes gets on your nerves, you know, she needs forgiveness too. And that deacon and that preacher and that whomever it may be, we all stand in need of forgiveness. And the question that comes to us at this season and every season is, can I be forgiven? I wish I did not have to ask that question. I wish I could stand before you and say, I don't need forgiveness anymore. I've, I've arrived. But Paul said, I've not obtained. I've not arrived. I press on. How many of you are pressing on? I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. Can I be forgiven? The world still comes against me and I need the forgiveness of God. The flesh conspires against me. I need forgiveness. The devil himself offers me something too good to be true and I, I am sometimes a sucker for his offerings and I need forgiveness and then we hear these words he will save his people from their sins folks the older I get the happier I get about forgiveness I mean that I grew up almost in uh, Taney County but I was still in in Christian County on Dry Holler Road that runs into Bull Creek that runs into Lake Taneycomo that's where I was raised and I was raised in a uh, wonderful church called the New Haven General Baptist Church. And I learned about Jesus there. And I learned to sing the songs of Zion. And we used the Heavenly Highway hymns. Anybody ever see a Heavenly Highway hymn book? Not enough of you. Your education is lacking. What can I say? But anyway, I, I grew up on that. So we learned songs like this. You ask me why I'm happy, so I'll just tell you why. Because my sins are gone. And when I meet the scoffers who ask me where they are, I say my sins are gone. They're underneath the blood on the cross of Calvary. As far removed as darkness is from dawn. In the sea of God's forgetfulness, that's good enough for me. Praise God. My sins are gone. Amen. Listen, folks, that ought to make you happy. Amen. 
That is forgiveness. That is the answer that we get at Christmas. Christmas is God's answer. What's the question? The question is... uh, Can I be forgiven? And I'm here to tell you, child, you can be forgiven. I'm here to tell you, teenager, you can be forgiven. I'm here to tell you, middle age. I'm here to tell you, senior adults, you can be forgiven today. Be forgiven today because there is a Savior and His name is Jesus. And oh, that we might live forgiven. It makes all the difference in their in our lives. A lot of people are traveling at Christmas. A lot of people are flying on the airplanes, working through uh, the airports. And uh, a lot of people will get to their destination and will have lost their baggage. Listen to me. There are people in the Selmore Baptist Church that need to, leave, need to lose some baggage. You're about to carry some baggage into 2024. There's going to be an invitation in a little while. You know what I'm going to recommend? Lose it. Lose your baggage. Whatever that baggage is, the Spirit will let you see that. Leave your baggage. Will you get some more baggage along the way? That's life. But today I'm encouraging you to remember. Leave your baggage. Can I be forgiven? God's answer is... Yes. You're right. Got another answer here. Or another question, rather. If uh, Christmas is God's answer, what's the third one? And it's found in this text in a name. Look at it. Verse 23. Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son and shall call his name... What? Call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. God with us. Christmas is God's answer. What's the question? Well, question number one, does God really love me? God's answer is yes. Question number two, can I be forgiven? The answer is yes. But question number three. Can I be the person God wants me to be? Can I tell you the church today is filled with people who are disappointed with Christianity? Now that sounds strange. But when they became a Christian, they really had the thought and the idea, I'm going to see such progress in my life, and I'm going to be the person God wants me to be. And they've been through enough failures in that. They've made enough New Year's resolutions to know they don't last, and they're discouraged. One writer even said, many Christians have a hidden contempt of the gospel. And that's horrible, isn't it? Listen, here's what makes the difference. Christ is with us. James and the marvelous team led us in singing about Emmanuel. And boy, when you started singing that word, I started praying. And I started thanking God because He really is with us. He is here. Hallelujah. I'm talking here. He is here. Amen. He is here, holy, holy. I will bless his name again. He is here, 
Listen closely. Hear Him calling out your name. He is here. You can trust Him. You will never be the same. My hope, my hope for glory is found in this. God is with us. Christmas is God's answer. And the question is, can I be the person God wants me to be? And the answer is never by yourself, but you're never by yourself. I didn't know I was going to say that. I think I'll say that again. You can be the person that God wants you to be. Never by yourself. But if you're a child of God, you're never by yourself. Get hold of that. He is here. And it is Christ in me who is my hope of glory. In my own strength, I would never, ever, ever become like Jesus. But because He is in me, He's transforming me from the inside out. And he who began a good work in me will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. I know where I'm headed. I'm headed not only for heaven. I'm headed for glory. I'm headed for glory. Why? Because God is with us. Can I be the person God wants me to be? And the answer is yes. The word became flesh and dwelt among us, John said. And in Eugene Peterson's marvelous paraphrase, he said, The Word became flesh and blood and moved into our neighborhood. I like that. He is with us. He's our ever-present help, Psalm 46. And the Bible says, Greater is He that is in me than he that is in the world. Slow amens on that. Greater is He who is in me than he that is in the world. You bet. You bet. Christ is in me. Christ is in you. And can I live right? Yes, I can. Can I be the person God wants me to be? Yes. Christmas is God's answer. What's the question? Does God love me? And the answer is, help me church, the answer is? Yes. And can I be forgiven? The answer is? Yes. And can I be the person God wants me to be? The answer is? Yes. That's a pretty good Christmas present, isn't it? That's a pretty good Christmas present. I end with the words of Corey Ten Boom, that lady that has touched so many lives who survived that Nazi Holocaust. Listen to what she said. Who can add to Christmas? The perfect motive is that God so loved the world. The perfect gift is that He gave His only Son. The only requirement is to believe in Him. The reward of faith is that you shall have everlasting Life. Christmas is God's answer. Does God really love me? Yes. Can I be forgiven? Yes. Can I be the person God wants me to be? Christmas says yes. Let's pray. Father, in the room with me, there is very likely someone who has yet to allow you to love them into the family of God. They have left Jesus out of their life. And Father, they may be nine years old like I was when I first came under the conviction of the Holy Spirit. Or they may be 19 or they may be 90. But it would surprise me if there's not somebody here that would have to honestly right now say that even though God loves me, I've not allowed Him to love me into the family of God. And even though God stands ready to forgive. I've not yet confessed my sins, repented, and asked for forgiveness. And even though God loves me, I am not 
reaching forward to the person I can be because God is in me through the person of the Holy Spirit. Father, there may be some folks at the Selmore Baptist Church that have some baggage that they don't want to carry into 2024. It gets too heavy. And they need to cast all their cares upon you because you care for them. Bless us during this time of invitation. I pray it in Jesus' name. Amen.